I don't know about you, but when I listen to that, I just want to go over to a dance. Awesome, awesome, awesome. Hello, how was your Monday? Mine was fine. Thank you for staying tuned to Radio Pulpit 657 AM, your daily companion. You tuned in to Filling the Gap with me, Dwayne van Rensburg, and I'll be uh, taking you to the top of the hour at 8 o'clock right here on Radio Pulpit 657 AM. Of course, Cape Pulpit from Gauteng to the Cape. We would like to be your daily companion. I hope we are your daily companion. If not, six winner, six. Six, 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 make us your daily companion. Thank you for tuning in tonight and thank you for staying tuned for the next hour as well. I've got an awesome guest with me in studio, but just before I say hello to my guest, I want to invite you to go to Facebook right now. I am looking at you in the camera and I'm saying hello, hello, hello from our beautiful studio, Jan Centurion. And then, of course, how could I have forgotten about that? There's a lovely picture that's supposed to be up here behind me of a beautiful young man. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Here we go. Let's see, let's see. Ah, there we go. Whoop, whoop. Dwayne and Renton's in the house. If you want to join us tonight, please join us on Facebook Live Chat. You can chat with us. You can fellowship with us. And you can give your opinion on what we are chatting about. You can also go to our social media platforms. I'm opening it up right now as I'm sitting here. You can go to Instagram if you like. You can go to WhatsApp. The number is 082-657-2729. I'll repeat that 0826572729 SMS line is open in front of me telegram whatsapp our activity feed our facebook feed everything is open in front of me i just need you to join the chat that would be awesome if you could join the chat this evening right and then also let's quickly have a look yeah on facebook world let's see who's joining the chat all right, there we go. So uh, if you are on the chat right now on Facebook, do me a favor. Go say hello. There's the first one. Look at that, Daphne. She says, hello, Yella. Hello, Yella. Hello, 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 Daphne. <laughs> anyway, please stay tuned tonight as we'll be uh, spending some time in the Word of the Lord. We'll be spending some time fellowshipping. We'll be spending some time r- reaching the world one soul at a time. And all for the greater good of not Dwayne's agenda or Dwayne's glory, but for the glory of his kingdom and his kingdom alone. All right. So let me open the mic and let me just say hello to a friend that's right yeah, next to me. Let me introduce this young man next to you. Oh, wow. Bonita Klasser Bullock says, hello, hello. Bonita. It's so nice that you join us. All right. So next to me, I've got a passionate child of God. He's got a passion for uh, Jesus Christ. He's got a passion for teenagers. He's got a passion for younger generation. He's also working in ministry full time. And uh, he's part of, of, of a school organization where he ministers to children on a daily basis. He's involved with children spiritually. He is also a youth pastor, um, which is just amazing, at a youth group called Reconnect Youth. And he's in action every Friday evening, and he's also part of the serving team at his uh, at his local church. So that's pretty awesome. Um, before I say hello to him, someone else says hello, and it says, "Listen to this. This is so cool. This is Pastor Chris. He says, "Hey, Brenton, you look like a radio presenter." Ha 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 ha! And there we've got. Let me just check it out. Yeah, Tuso Tuso says. Uh, Listening live to you guys from Tijuana, Whipstadt. Oh wow, do so! Thanks for tuning in, Rochelle. So hello, Rochelle. So like that, you and Chris 
Dallas. Uh, Rochelle says hello. Lina the Sensic is tuned in. Uh, Daphne says for Rochelle. Hello, Rochelle. Haha. Uh, Alice Reiners uh, and Alina Jonker all yeah. Let me say hello to this young man next to me, Mr. Brenton Jerome. Good evening, my friend. How are you? Good evening, Pastor Dwayne. How are you? I'm so good. Uh, it's nice having you on radio. Likewise. Likewise. I've been... I've been dreaming it since last year when I heard about it and seen Radio Pulpit. Is it? Yeah. Well, one of the stuff that you said a while ago, you said you would love to see, you'd love to see me in action mm. while you did so tonight. What's your observation? I loved it. I actually want to come back. Is it? Yeah. Why? There's a lot of things I can learn. The atmosphere is amazing. The news is fantastic. But other than that, it's just enjoyable. Alright, so I think before we get going, let's introduce to the world who is Brenton Jerome. So, um, I've got an agenda this evening, I've got some questions, I've got some stuff that I want to throw at you, but before we do that, I want you to tell the world who is Brenton Jerome. Go for it. Good evening everyone and Pastor Dwayne again. My name is Brenton, my surname is Jerome. I'm actually from Cape Town. Um, I'm from the Cape Flats. Away, Mazakinner. Away, away. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that is where I'm from. Um, I'm residing in Centurion right now, but um, if I can just speak from my heart. Please do. Um, I've been part of gangsterism for a very, very, very long time. Not only gangsterism, but part of addiction, drugs and everything. And I used to deal in Cape Town. And um, my life was going... I don't know how to explain it, but it was going very bad, very, very bad. Um, yeah, I should have been dead. I've been beaten up so, so many times, been shot at, been stabbed. Mostly the beating and the stabbing, it was quite bad. But then I met someone. I met someone who changed my life around, and his name is Jesus. True. And um, he's the only one who could set me free. I've been in rehabs. It doesn't work. Um, I've been to doctors. doesn't work. I've been in and out of hospital. It does not work. I've always tried to fit in. It did not work. But once again, he reminded me, he never created me to fit in, but he created me to stand out. And something I'm missing out, and I actually kept it for loss. I was born hard of hearing. I lost my hearing about I think more than 60%. And I could never talk. Never talk, and this is such a huge opportunity to talk on live air. Mm. But it's all glory to God. This is all I can say is all glory to God. That is who I am. I'm a child of God, and that's all that matters. Amen. Yeah, we were we were in a we were we were in a devotion this morning, and one of the one of the discussion topics that we had this morning with a group of a, a primary school kids was, uh, we said it's irrelevant who you are. Mm. What's relevant is that. You are loved. Amen. That was that was actually quite powerful. Mm. Really. All right, so there you heard it. We are going to talk a bit into um, a, a few aspects that we'll be covering tonight. Is one of the things is of course Brenton Jerome's testimony. Um, I think it's important that we emphasise how deep he was because if 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 if. If you realize how deep he was, you realize how big our God is. <laughs> okay, so we're going to talk about that a bit. We are also going to uh, share some uh, some 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 pointers. We're gonna we're gonna touch on stuff what the youth of today is really struggling with. Um, I think we are very naive if we think that the youth isn't struggling. They are struggling. 
are struggling badly. So we want to really ask you right now, wherever you are, whatever you do, uh, if you are tuned in right now, I want to invite you to go to the bottom right of your Facebook and I want you to go share this right now. Go share this. Um, we'll also release the podcast tomorrow. Um, and um, yeah, we, we, we will release the podcast tomorrow because I believe that whatever is said tonight on Radio Pulpit will have to go far and wide and it's got to be distributed to the world. Okay, so we're going to ask you guys to help us share this message, uh, help us share this link. Uh, we actually, believe it or not, we're actually going to take a, we're actually going to take a small break. Um, we're going to go into a song just before we come back with the heavy stuff, if I can put it that way, because we're going to call a spade a spade tonight. We're going to say what we need to say. Uh, all of this, because of the glory of God, needs to be exalted today. Not Dwayne, not Brenton. So please remain tuned into Radio Pulpit. And uh, go join us on Facebook. Please go join us on Facebook. All right, so we're going to take a very small break. And um, when we're back, we'll continue the chat. This is a legend, a legend in the industry. And this guy is called Yusha Nadirian. Facebook, please stay tuned. You can't listen to the song, unfortunately. But right after this, Jusen Adirian, Harkrup and the Fountain. Just after this, we'll be back on Facebook and on your radio. Don't go anywhere. Here we go. All right, so here we go. You tuned into Radio Pulpit 657 AM with myself, Dwayne van Rensburg, the proud host of Filling the Gap. And can you believe our time flies? I've been with Pulpit now for uh, six years. Uh, it's amazing how time flies when you, well, they say time flies when you're having fun. I'm definitely having fun in the kingdom of Christ. Um, uh, it's, it's, it's very important that I emphasize that this is not about Dwayne. It is 120% about Jesus Christ. Um, and the moment I lose focus, I must get off radio because it's all about him. If you're tuned in on the Facebook walls, thank you for tuning in. Uh, this night we have Brenton Jerome with us, a youth pastor, uh, minister. He works full-time in ministry. He works with teenagers. And we're going to talk about not only his testimony, but we're going to talk about, in general, the teenagers and the youth of today. Um, I personally do believe, listen carefully to what I say now, because don't rip me into pieces if you've only heard half of my sentence. Okay? Let me, let me conclude my sentence. I believe that the youth of today is in serious, serious danger. I believe the youth of today is, is heading for a disaster. Okay? Hold on. If that's all you heard and now you're switching off the radio, that's fine. But I'm going to emphasize this. Unless they are planted in Jesus Christ. Because I do believe that Jesus is the solution to the problem, but the reality is that the majority of our youth is without Jesus. And that is why I'm making the comment that the youth of today is in trouble. I think we have it all wrong if we think that my lieflika o bruiselki, my o skarpiki wat my huis won't do anything funny. My bruiselki won't do anything weird. Um, realistically speaking, um, maybe perhaps I've got some elderly people tonight. I just want to give you a tip. The biggest mistake that you can make when you talk to your teenagers is to look at them and say, and my daughter, listen to me very carefully. Want ek sê dit met baie respect vir jou as jy deel is van die ouer garde. You have no idea what the youth of the day is struggling with. Jou daar was niks in vergelijking met die daar en met die dinge waarmee die jeug van vandag sikkel nie. The youth of today is a, it's a different, yo, it's a different generation. It's a, up until a year ago, they still could not name this generation. They called it Generation Y. Um, and it's why, because they don't know why they are the way they are. Uh, social media, uh, internet, uh, th they are just bombarded. 
Brenton, you work with youth on a daily basis. Okay. Yes. I don't want you to now say Jesus is the answer because we know he is the answer. Okay. I want just to emphasize the fact that in your opinion, is the youth of today in danger? Very much. Very, very much because I deal with them every single day. Um, it has been proven that about 23 South Africans almost every day is either suicidal or anxiety or depression. One out of every six youth, I'm not talking about adults, youth falls into depression. And I was talking about it last week to the youth and I was encouraging them, you know you have the right to speak and you have the right to feel safe. But how are they going to know that they have the right to speak? Because no one's telling them that. Because there, there's a cry that's happening out there and to be blunt, no one's really taking note. No one's really taking note and that is why the youth is not speaking but they're doing more of what the world is doing. They want to, um, they would get up and, especially females, they would get up and take pictures of themselves and post it and get back into their pajamas because they seek attention. They don't have anyone to talk to. And that is the, that's the danger. I think, I think as parents, with all due respect, I think as parents we are very naive mm -hmm. and I think sometimes we are very blinded by what we think is really going on. Yeah. Um, and someone may look and say, but Brendan, you're from the Cape Flats, so the, so, 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 so the gangsters that you are talking about, and, and we'll say this on air, but for the sake of Brendan's safety and for the sake of anyone's safety, we're not going to refer to names of gangs and mm -hmm. we're not going to mention names because obviously your safety is very yeah. important. But um, 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 gangsterism isn't a Cape thing. No. Gangsterism is a general thing absolutely everywhere. And I think people think that, but my child is in a Christian school. <laughs> it doesn't mean because your child's in a Christian school that he or she is not going to be confronted by these things. How real is gangs and drugs amongst teenagers? You know, it is so real that it's actually a fashion statement because everyone thinks it's normal. Everyone thinks it's normal. And um, I'm speaking of experience being part of gangsterism or being part of drugs or being part of partying and all of that, there's just something that stands out there and everybody's coming up to their own conclusion and whatsoever. But it's all got to do with identity. They don't know who they are. And then they try to figure out who they are because most of the time that we are facing today is people's opinions is becoming someone's reality instead of loving their identity. So, Brenton just said, one, well, tried to explain how real this is. Can I explain to you how real this is? Please do. If you are tuned in on Facebook right now, you'll, you'll see what I'm about to do. If you're not tuned in on Facebook and you are just listening, I'll try and make a sound so you guys can hear it. Um, but um, I have a piece of paper in my hands. And uh, this is a... A piece of paper of a letter that I found in my box. Okay. Hmm. So I have a box and I encourage teenagers to write letters to me. Okay. This is a piece of paper that I got in my box today. And um, little did I know that I'll be having this chat with you tonight. Hmm. And I brought this paper with um, because it's an anonymous letter, but I want to read to our listeners what is going on in today's life. Just before we do that, just quickly want to check out here on our activity feed, the vet. He says, hello, Pastor Brenton. Shout out from the vet. Hello to you too, Pastor Dwayne. Hello, the vet. Hey, the vet. Oh, that's so cool. Right, listen to this. This is so real. 
It wasn't made up. This is the letter in my hands. Let me read it to you guys, and then you decide how real our discussion point is tonight. Dear Pastor Dwayne, I am in trouble. Me and three school friends went to a party last weekend. There were a lot of university students there, and some of them were smoking weed and doing other drugs. I know I don't know what drugs, but we were offered stuff. My friends wanted to experiment. I didn't want to be the only one who didn't. It was fun in the beginning. It felt like being drunk. But then we got sick and we started puking. Is that normal? Some of the older guys said that they don't get sick anymore. Anyway, we had to tell our parents that we got food poisoning. But some friends we made at the party invited us again to another party at the end of the month. And I'm not sure about if we should go. My friends want to, but I am worried that they will want us to experiment again. But I also don't want to lose my friends. And I think the thing that I want to emphasize here is I read the vulnerability of children wanting to be accepted by their peers and their friends, mm. that it's ironic because this was a, a, a creed to help, 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 help. But it was actually, I'm willing to do it again because I don't want to lose my friends. How, so, but how real is this? That is something I can so, so relate because I, in, I remember in the beginning with me, also... Um, I was always invited to, to go to parties and so on. But then if you look at your own eyes of what they're enjoying, you want to be part of it. And again, friends means everything because there's hardly any attention at home or you just feel that you need more friends for popularity, status. It's all about fitting in. But the temptation, that is where you have to decide if you want to or not. It's really up to you if you want to or not. But your friends, peer pressure can make you do funny and crazy things. Funny and crazy things. The things that you want to do, you can always choose. Let me bring some biblical stuff in here. You can choose your sin or your mistake, but the consequences to it, you can't choose it. You just can't choose it. And um, there's something I want to say about with the drugs. People out there, if you are listening, especially the youngsters, let me tell you something. The side effect will always be there. Um, I have um, a sight problem. I have a sight problem. And a lot of people, um, people think it's, it's a condition I have and whatever. No, most of it has got to do with because of drugs that I was involved with. It's my side effect that I have to live with. It's not something to be proud of anything, but it's something to teach others because at school or at youth, I tell everyone, before you want to go experiment, please come to me and just talk to me and I'll tell you what can happen and what will happen. Can, we, can we, for the sake of teenagers, if you're comfortable, if you don't want to, it's yeah. up to you. But for the sake of teenagers listening, if you say you, you've done some, some drugs, can you, can you mention some of the names of the drugs that you did? I did. All the drugs you can think of. I did ecstasy, I did heroin, I did the most popular drug that's taking place now is, they call it duck, ice, 
That is one of the most popular drugs. It's one of the most aggressive drugs. That is actually the one that affected my eyesight. And coking cat. Weed, I did take it, but weed just made me more slow and I wanted to speed up. But weed is not a good thing. Everybody thinks they're clever when they're smoking weed. No, you're just clever in your own imagination. So, can I ask you this question? Um, how easy is it to become addicted to drugs? So easy. You can even become addicted to drugs without even doing it. By just looking at it. So, is it really, is it really that, that deep? It is very deep. I know what I'm talking about because I come from there. It's, you actually become part of the addiction by just looking at it. When you take it, then you are addicted. The addiction is by looking at it. The uh, Becoming addicted is when you do it. Your first time, it depends on you. Your first time can be bad. Your first time can be good. But if you want your first time to be good, this is the problem. Teenagers pretend. They pretend when they take it the first time. There was even time when somebody didn't take the ecstasy. They pretend they took the ecstasy. And they were just performing. And then they said, oh, this guy is cool the way he's doing the drug. Let's hook him up. And then that person said, okay, now I'm going to take it. Because I pretend I took it in the beginning. But that time they take it. And then they take it. And then they take it. And then this is the saddest part. Your addiction becomes your new lover. You actually push your friends away. I know teenagers. I come from there. We fought over drugs. I even know teenagers of the day, they are fighting over drugs. That's how serious it is. It's deep. When you say they're fighting over drugs, what do you, what do you refer to? Um, can I be very open? Yes. Beating up, stabbing each other, manipulating each other, going to the parent and say, your son is on drugs and this is what they did to me and all of that stuff so that that child can stay in trouble and not you and you can continue doing your drugs. It's like, the less friends I have, the more drugs I have. And, and you're okay with it because you can live without the friends, but you can't live without the drugs. Yes, that's what's happening even today. It's worse today. For interest, like, tell me how real is, um, how real is the physical contact, violence, abuse, blackmail, manipulation, threat, killing... Um, how real is that in, in, in the world of drugs and in the world of gangsterism? Um, Pastor Dwayne, it is so, so real that um, I'm not proud to say, but it's so, so real that um, I almost killed someone, I hurt someone almost badly. But the worst part is I saw my own friends die in front of me. Fighting. I mean, like, seriously fighting. And the one died just because of a little heat that he wanted. The other one fought because the one thought he said something, but it wasn't, he was hallucinating because of the drugs. It is, it is bad, bad. It is my cry. That is why I want to help the youth out there. Because it's really getting out of hand. Yeah, for me, it is, it is, can, can, can I just, I've got to choose my words carefully now because people can't take me out now. But it's okay. I wasn't called to be popular. I was called to be godly. Mm. My biggest concern is how naive parents are. For me, it's something that, that it, it stuns me every day of my life. A mom and dad saying, no, 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 no. Not my child. My child will never do something like that. Um, 
I'll go drop my kid off at this party. My kid will remain innocent. It's easier said than done. Your kid shouldn't be at that party. How naive do you think parents are today? They are so naive that they won't admit it. Where um, a lot of parents today want to rather be cool than just being a parent. Godly. Yes. They, they don't want to be that godly parent because then they are afraid that their child will say, Oh, no, you don't love me anymore. Mommy, why, is la- why are you like that? Daddy, why are you like that? And then the parents like, uh, uh, wait, I need to keep my child happy. And that's, that's the biggest mistake you can do. Biggest mistake. Because if you do that, there's a bigger chance your child is going to fall deep into addiction and depression. It's, we, uh, we, we got to be honest and open with each other. Parents, I encourage you, just encourage your children. Just tell them, Please don't go that. Don't do that. Don't because ABC. And then um, parents, you got to understand the reality. No child is perfect. No child is perfect. But they deserve the love. If you know, I, I know as, um, if I can say a family, this child doesn't seem depressed or whatsoever. Doesn't seem depressed or anything like that. But this child is struggling to mourn. But then the, the, the parent said, my child is going through this and that and that. And I'm like, no. It's probably you are going through this and that and your child is just picking it up and they think it's normal. Children see, children do. Exactly. Don't um, I remember the time when I was going out with this one girl and she had a child and I was doing so many stupid things and um, he wanted to do the same thing and I was like what is this what is he doing he's like yeah but you do that and I said don't do what I do do what I say Mm-mm. and then he's like but that's a lie and then I'm like that is an eight year old boy telling me that and that was my hiding that was my hiding I had to deal with and then I had to be an example Right, so what I think we should do is, I think we should let another Cape Townian lead us for a while, <laughs> from one Cape Townian to another. Yeah. I think we should take a small break, and when we come back, we'll continue this chat. So I'm going to actually throw it over to another Cape Townian, my boy, I like him, Mr. Neville Dees in the house, featuring Brian Temba, Lebohang Kapola, and uh, they're going to lead us in a song called Behind the Scenes. Mm. Very interesting. Please stay tuned to Radio Pulpit, your daily companion. We will be back right after this. Here we go. All right, you're back here on Radio Pulpit, 657 AM, your daily companion. And you are tuned in to Filling the Gap with me, Dwayne van Rensburg, and the beautiful, the beautiful Brenton Jerome. I should say that, no? Amen. Bachelor of South Africa, watch out. Any single ladies? All the single ladies? All the single ladies? Come on, come on. Look at this beautiful young man next to me. We need to find him a wife. No comment. Just have your coffee. Just have your coffee. If you tune in to Radio Pulpit 657 on Facebook, the two of us are having a beautiful cappuccino here in the studio. Uh, you're welcome to come join us, to come say hello. Um... 
let's have a look here. All right, Daphne is your. Look like we got to appoint Daphne as our marketer. Oh, that would be a blessing. Huh? She's just blessing. going. All right, here's an interesting question from Pastor Chris. Pastor Chris says, Brenton, how did you get involved in shouters and what work do you do in the shouters and what's your reason for your passion working with shouters? Thank you for that question. Um, it's a passion of mine also. Um, the reason why, um, wait, let me first tell you what I do at the shelters. Um, I feed people at the shelters. I give them food. Um, I spend time with them just talking. But most of all, I share the gospel with them. Because the gospel shaped, I mean, saved my life. And the thing is, I was also in the hockeys, in the streets, and I know how it is on the streets. I so you have a passion for, for the streets? I have a passion for everyone. The reason why I say that because I never liked anyone. I always used to bully, rob people, break into houses, cars, steal. I just wanted everyone to suffer. But then this love that I have, I, I just cannot maintain it. I have to share it. But yeah, I like to help people that don't have anything. So look, this is very weird because I see you, I see you a lot, and I see you on a daily basis. And listening to you being in the gangster world, listening to you um, being part of violence, being part of crime, being part of hurting people, being part of breaking in, robbing people, um, it's 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 very weird for me to see that in you. Um, it's very weird to think that you were ever caught up in something like that because all I see now is just a lovable guy that I will trust with my life, that I will trust with my most valuable position. That's got something to do with Jesus, right? Oh, definitely, definitely. Um, there's no other love that I can explain, but this love that I have inside of me, this love of Jesus, is just something I have to share because, by the way, it's the cross that made me come to salvation. It's just the cross. It's not anybody. When, when I saw the cross and when I heard about Jesus and what he'd done on that cross for me, I was like, what human on earth is going to die for me? But not die for me, but pay the price for me. Raise from the dead and start coming to fetch me. <laughs> I mean, seriously? There's no one like that. And that is why it's just something I feel on my heart right now to say this to everyone. And I, I'm reminded every day about it. Galatians 2 verse 20. Everyone, including myself, you are not defined by your past. You are not defined by your mistakes. You are not defined by your hurt. You are not defined by your depression, your anger, your, your loneliness. You are not defined by it. You are defined by the presence of God. The blood of Jesus is my definition. And it's your definition also. You need to apply it just like a bar of soap. You need to apply it. So a very interesting thing is a lot of people do come to salvation and they do come to turning their lives around. But, but, but it's, it's a huge – it's one of those things that I have a huge problem with against the church. Um, so I'm not talking about a specific church. Okay? I'm talking in general. Okay? But one of the issues that I have with the church is we lead people to salvation, but then we leave them at salvation. Mm. Right? And, and we, don't, we don't look after them afterwards. It's like going to an auction and buying a little lamb, and then you bring the lamb back to your, to your farm, but you don't feed it. Mm. You, are, you are in an in environment where you are daily surrounded by people, spiritual people that hold you accountable to your promises. Mm. How important do you think um, does your daily surroundings play in your spiritual life and where you find yourself now? Um, you're welcome to talk about where you are. 
where I am with the, with the youth. Where you are on a daily basis oh, and the people basis. that you are surrounded with. Um, as you all know, I'm part of um, Intio's Christian School. By the way, one of the best schools. Um, Not one of the best schools. <laughs> I was just trying to be friendly. It is the best school. Of course, of course. Okay, okay, go for it. Okay, go for it. Yeah, yeah. Every day I come to, to the school, I give devotions every morning. But the most amazing thing about it, um, I want to just brag about it. I'm very proud of it. Every Monday. Every Monday and Friday. Before school starts and before school ends, we do praise and worship. And that is something that's hard on my heart. It's something so amazing. So every Monday we're going to praise and worship. We give devotion to the entire school. After devotion, um, I spend time in the school, but I have break time. It's called Q&A break. Q&A break is where I let them tell me anything they want to ask any questions. Tell me a secret. Um, if they're dealing with something, if they need some help, or if they need their, um, an opinion, they share it with me. I do not share it with the teachers. I do not share it with the, with the parents, no one, because there, there's a foundation that me and the students is building. It's called trust. But not only about trust, it's about opening up and have the right to talk. And this is something that I do, and let this be a lesson to all of us. We like to spend time listening, but how many of us is actually hearing what they're saying? Mm. That's my thing. I told them I might be hard of hearing, but let me tell you one thing. When I listen to you, I'm going to hear what you're saying. You're not going to leave me until I hear what you're saying. And that is something that's very important. After that, um, I do, if I get donations with foods or whatever, or the Lord lead me to go to a shelter and go feed people, I I go do that. And the people I'm surrounded on, shout out to Pastor Chris, my mentor. Um, as you can see, I have Pastor Dwayne here. He guides me through a lot of things. Before I want to do anything, I just seek some advice. And I have Tiny Daphne. Whoop, whoop. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Tiny Daphne. But the, the most amazing thing, I'm surrounded by people I call family. I don't call them colleagues. I call them family. Um, so I'm always available for the students, for the teachers, even for the parents. As being about available, as being God's vessel, that is my daily routine, and I love it. So just to, just to sum it up, it's, it's one thing to get to salvation. It's another thing to stay salvated. I don't know if it makes sense what I say. But, but you must make sure you surround yourself. It helps you nothing coming out of your sinful life, repenting, and then going back to it. No, you, you got to you got to go away from it, mm. and then surround yourself with people that hold you accountable to the promises yes. you made stepping out of the sinful life. Uh, Daphne just said, "Yeah, she said that um, uh, another highlight for her is Worship Wednesdays." Yes, she said Ooh. that's good. And then Daphne also said something very funny. She says, "You don't advertise, my boy. I will first choose his wife." Ah, thank you, <laughs> thank you. All of a sudden, he gets a voice when we talk about a woman. <laughs> Can you believe it? Can you believe it? Yeah, something, something, yeah. God is in control. Yeah. Let's just say God is in control. Work in progress. Mm. Yeah, I want to mm. give a, 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 a shout out to you on that. I know of so much people that's just, they are so afraid of being alone mm. that they're willing just to take the first best thing just not to be alone. Mm. Um, and it's 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 short span. It, it it's gonna last them a while, and then and then the new broom is not new anymore. And doesn't doesn't sweep the same way. And then the honeymoon phase is done. And mm. then because you took a a, a, a cheaper love, yeah, 
Um, you, you, uh, this is so beautiful because you can't you can't expect to buy a cheap broom, but you expect it to last forever. Yeah. Yo, there's another message. Thank you, <laughs> thank you, Jesus. Go for it. Go for it. It's like they say, uh, be a dress of how you dress. Like um, there's sure. a famous saying that we used to say: if you want a godly partner, you need to be the godly person first. And that is something that someone's paying attention to Sunday's messages. Uh, come on, there's something. Um, if you, by the way, if you get a message in the church, it doesn't mean it stays here. It means it begins when you come outside of the church. You're someone's listening to the messages. <laughs> 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 it's true. All right, guys, give us a 30-second break. You've got to listen to this. This is very important coming up shortly at Radio Pool, but we'll be staying tuned to Facebook. So just listen to this. You've got to listen to this. Here we go. All right, so we've got about 10 minutes left before we say goodbye. Um, so is is the church that you are involved with, in Theos Family Church, mm. are, they, um, are they rising to the challenge right now? Are they... Um, are they are going to, are they going to support Radio Pulpit on the eighth of April at the golf day? Can we expect Entheos Family Church to enter a four ball on the day of the golf? Uh, I know I know your pastors are listening right now <laughs> because they are they are typing here on Facebook. I see Tani Daphne and yeah. uh, I see all of them right here on Facebook. So Pastor Chris van Rensburg and Brenton Jerome, I'm calling you out on national radio. Um, are you guys hereby challenging other churches? To also attend the golf day on the eighth of April. So, are we expecting a four ball from radio from Enfield's Family Church? Of course, we are, because I believe we are Scripture, James one twenty six. I think be a demonstrator than a talker. Mm. I think that is something we should do because while I'm listening to that ad, it's like I want to take part of this. I want to check it out. So, I invite all church members, Enfield's, whatever church you at, let's demonstrate the body of Christ and be united and just support. Come on, Daphne. Come on. You can't you can't comment the whole evening and now that the challenge is posed you are not there. Come on. I'm going to hold you to this now. Come on. I'm checking out this Facebook. Daphne, are you as Entheos Family Church? Are you accepting the challenge right here live on radio? Are you entering a four ball as a church for Radio Pulpit's golf day on the eighth of April. So let's see. We've got another six minutes left for Daphne to respond to that and for Pastor Chris to respond to that Ooh. because then we can officially mm. challenge other churches as well. Mm. But we can't challenge them if we don't lead by example. Oh. Oh. I wonder if, if, if the truth makes a person be quiet or does it make them be allowed? You're, you're putting your own pastor on pressure, in Oof. pressure right now, huh? You're putting your own pastor on the spot right now. Iron sharp and iron. So are you calling out your pastor to... to uh, no, 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 Daphne. <laughs> Daphne, no, 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 no. No, no, no. Rake Extian <laughs> plays for Radio Pulpit as a presenter. Is mm. Entheos Family Church entering a four ball for the golf day on the 8th of April. Come on, Daphne. I'm, I'm, I'm waiting. I'm waiting. There's six minutes left. I think we should give it a try. I'll stand with you, Danny, Daphne. I'll support you. Are you going to play golf? I don't even know how to play golf. I actually hate golf, but I'm going to support it. My problem is, can you see the ball? You see, that's the thing, man. 
All right, so listen, we've walk got... Walk by faith, not by sight. Man. Walk by faith, not, not by, by sight. All right, so long story short, we are right now. We are, uh, we've got six minutes left. Brenton, just be... Daphne says, yes, in Theos Hallelujah. the golf zone. Thank you, Lord. All right, so we've got six minutes left. Brenton, you've got an opportunity to speak into the lives of parents right now. Tuned in on Facebook and tuned in everywhere. What is it that you would like to tell parents right now? Don't look at me. Look into that camera and tell the parents what is on your heart right now. Parents, um, I invite you, I invite you to, to allow your children to talk. If they can't talk at home, I invite you to, to bring them to um, Reconnect Youth. It's a place where it's scripture, 2 Corinthians 3 verse 17, where the spirit of the Lord is freedom. And I promise you the youth there are experiencing something else. They're getting baptized with the Holy Spirit. They're learning about repentance. They just learned last week about identity. But the thing is, we need to support the youth. Children, nephew, whatever they are, we need to support them because they are the future for this generation, a chosen generation. But my question is, are we willing to support them? Or are we just willing to entertain what they're dealing with? Are you willing to face it? Or you just want to accept it? Let's stand up for the children of the day. Because ministry, your identity, wherever you're heading, it starts within your house before it starts outside. And that is something that's very important, it's very vital. You have a youth, you have a church, you even have the school that you can come to. We will gladly help you because we just believe, we just believe. We, we don't talk it, we believe it. And that is something I encourage you to do. Spread your wings, let your children feel safe at home, let them speak. And if they don't have anything to speak, please, please. Our door is open. I am willing to listen to your children. I am willing to hear what your children are saying. I am willing to share with them my experience that I've been through so that they don't go through it. Let them be equipped. If you don't know how to do it, you are not alone. You are not alone. Have godly character in your house. We can all talk godly, but if the children don't see it, I'm sorry to say this, they are going to be led astray. Because they want to see the support by their family, by their parents. Because children play 70% of the Christian walk, of the foundation in the house. But the parents, there's a lack, it's 30% only. Let's stand united with our children. Let's stand united with our youth. Let's stand united with everyone as a family, as the body of Christ. Because Jesus is coming. Are you prepared? Are you prepared? That's all I'm asking. Are you prepared? You are not alone. You are not alone. Invite Jesus into your house. Invite the foundation into your house. But you need to attend church. Church. Do not forsake an assembly. Hebrews 10.25. Do not forsake it. But let's stand together as a family. Let's stand together as united. Because I'm going to say it again and I'm going to say it again. Jesus is coming and all he wants us to be is prepared. Not there, not there, all over the show, but be prepared for him with the blood of Jesus because we have the Holy Spirit. He's my best friend and I want him to be your best friend also. In your house, wherever you are, as a family, because family is very important. Like they say, blood is thicker than water. Mm. Blood mm. is thicker than water. But the blood of Jesus is even thicker than that. It keeps you together. 
So that's my my message, my love. Well, I'm going to put you on the spot for something else. We yes. we have one more minute. Yeah. One more minute. So mm. keep it short. Otherwise, I'm going to cut you short. Yeah. Pray for us. Okay. Heavenly Father, we thank you so much for this opportunity for every single listener. Father God, with the sound of my voice, may they understand their identity and their revelation, Father God. I thank you that they have even the spirit of freedom to hear and to acknowledge what has taken place, Father God. Father God, I thank you for the testimony of you, Jesus, that is in our lives, Father God. I thank you for this opportunity at Radio Pulpit. I thank you for every single person, Father God. Father God, I pray, I pray that they are blessed, they are anointed, they are created, but the most important thing, I pray for the blood of Jesus over every Every single person. We honor you. We give you all the glory in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. All right. So just before I say goodbye to you guys, um, thank you, thank you, thank you. Pastor Chris von Rensburg, I gave you a shout out right now, a challenge. Uh, I'll put you on the spot right here live on Radio Pulpit. And as a church, you rose to the occasion. So I got to I gotta honor you. I got to acknowledge the fact that, that you and your church just said we will be coming to the golf day and we will bring our four ball and we are hereby also officially challenging uh, all the other churches to do the same this is for a absolutely great cause this course is with all due respect it's it's bigger than Dwayne um it's 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 bigger than 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 myself it is it's it's literally a radio pulpit that needs to generate funds so that we can continue to support the youth of today. Um, I want to I emphasize that um, because that is really what it's all about. It's a fundraising project and it's an opportunity where we get the opportunity to give back um, and when we get the opportunity to bless young teenagers of today. So please, radio stations, I well, not radio stations, churches. I hear my challenge you. I think you guys can see I'm a bit preoccupied. I'm quickly trying to uh, log in to uh, to Radio Pulpit's uh, online site, so I can just hand back to the studio. And it seems like I've got a bit of a a bit of a system glitch here on my side. But never fear when Dwayne is near, <laughs> because God is in control. He's always in control. We've got this. We've got this. Boom. It seems like we've got this. It seems like we are back. It was a blessing spending time with you guys. And um, yeah, up until next time, next week, same place. Please go tomorrow to Radio Pulpit's Facebook page. Uh, go to our website. Go download this podcast and help us distribute it. So for the Facebook world, officially, bye-bye. Blessings. And um, yeah, we see, you, uh, we see you shortly. All right. Right, we just said goodbye to Facebook, and now it's time for me to say goodbye to you guys, our listeners on the e-waves right now. And I'm playing out with one of my favorites. This is Mervis, a legend friend, and um, he plays the song called Yahweh. Enjoy it, and um, yeah, blessings. Until next week, same time, same place. Bye-bye, guys. <laughs>